have. I got a short story for you. A cry for help gets turned into a situation that escalates quickly, all because a cop should have been a better detective. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. AndrePsyche.com is the cute, quaint corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original things for purchase that you had no idea existed because the internet is so damn deep. How many hours do you spend scrolling through screen after screen, hoping to come across something unique and unseen? Let me save you a little bit of time, dear listener. Go to AndrePsyche.com and check out all of Andre's products. We are talking about literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, music, poetry, podcasts, and best of all, if you want a customized, fully created from scratch, 100% original type thing, Andre is the freelance creator extraordinaire that'll make it happen. So go to AndrePsyche.com and just let your spirit guide you, trust your inner voice. You're going to find something worth checking out for the same reason we here at the Getting to Know You pod love his site, because each and every item has a story behind it. Nothing is made. Everything is created on AndrePsyche.com. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. If you're listening to this short story, do us a favor. Subscribe to the Getting to Know You pod, whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or any other application. You can friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are also on Patreon if you're looking to become a monetary sponsor. And finally, we are seeking sponsors and advertisers to partner with. We are downloaded all across America and in countries around the world. Shout out France. Whoever's in France downloading, I really appreciate you. So if you have a band or business, band, a brand or business, and are looking to increase views, clicks, encounters, purchases, just message us through any of our social media. It's getting the number two, no, the letter U, pod. Our rates are extremely reasonable. And now, getting to know. Just a little part of you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely and doggone it. my cup of tea. Well, I mean, recently on YouTube, somebody tried to comment, but it got flagged, and it was, Michelle, you are a scum whore. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. Somebody hates me. Somebody really, really hates me. It was actually two comments. The first one was, just Michelle, you are scum. But the next one had the extra Michelle, you are a scum whore. I was like, damn, they tried to get me twice. Is that harder the second time? Damn. Is that someone who you met on like Tinder or POF, I have, I have and no all of a sudden you like ghosted them on some date? I, have, I don't. I don't know who it is. I didn't even check the check the person. I was like, I don't know who this person Dude. is. Somebody random on YouTube thinks I'm a scum whore. I don't know what I did to them, but um, whatever. What is, okay. who is that Somebody. person? Who is that person that wants to take that time to write that comment and put it on like, to make it official? Who does that? I don't know. I don't know. 
Why would somebody, I don't really understand the point of that. You, Michelle, you are a scum whore. Like, what, what the fuck is the point of that? Like, no. are you serious? But I mean, I get, so of course, it, but most of the comments I get are usually very good ones. They're usually yeah, better right? ones. They're good. They're like, I love that you're so outspoken. You know, right. <laughs> you make it so open. But, you know, and we get the, you know, you are a scum whore. I'm like, okay. What was the topic of the YouTube video? Um, it was just me. Uh, well, I was sharing the story of um, being diagnosed with schizophrenia. And then I actually went into the, the story I have about like a cop beating the crap out of me on a crisis call. So the thing that's telling me a scum whore, maybe it was that cop. You never know. Because <laughs> you filed a complaint. <laughs> I, didn't file, I didn't file a complaint. I just talk about her. Oh. I tell stories about that cop. I share everyone. I share my story about that cop. Then you know, I actually I friended her on Facebook, and um, she didn't know who I was probably. And then I told my story about that cop to these people with a blog that no longer exists, and I posted it on her wall, and then she blocked me. <laughs> Whoops. So I feel like she might follow me now. So if anyone's calling me a scum whore, I'm thinking it's her. It's that cop. That's who it is. Detective work. Um, you should have seen her Facebook. Her Facebook profile picture was her, her son, and a dead turkey they just shot. And guns. Her four-year-old son, like her five-year-old son holding a whole bunch of guns. I was like, really? Really? Empowering. Okay. It's... Crazy bit. The... <laughs> so, before... Now, I, I have not heard the cop beating you story. So, since... You enjoy oh my telling it. It's not traumatic anymore. Can I please get the cop beating you story? Oh, yeah. So I'm 18 years old and I go to school in upstate New York where the weather is cold and snowy and we get a three day snow day in college Oh, and we're in the dorms. What do you think we do? Study hard. Get that GPA up. No. Um, <laughs> No, no, Volunteer no, no. at a local crisis shelter, bringing soup to older people, shoveling driveways. I bet you were a driveway shoveler for free. We're college freshmen. <laughs> what do you think we're doing? We decide to drink lots of alcohol. So, but you're not supposed to have dorm. You're not supposed to have liquor in the dorms. Okay. And we kind of got caught. But then I freaked out because I was also pretty drunk and I had to hurt my, I like cut myself. And these girls saw, and they told on me. They ran to an RA, and then I remember we're in our in the room. So I'm in a quad. So right when you open the door, it opens to a common room, mm -hmm. and there was a room to the right and a room to the left. So when you open up to the common room, I'm in the room to the right, and we get a knock on the door, and we're and they're like, "Hello," and we're like, "It's the police," and someone's like, "That's a joke, right?" And they're like, "It's the police." So we open the door, and we're in a semicircle, and I'm closest to my bedroom right by the door and we're all talking and I open the door No, I open the door and I'm like, is there a problem? And she goes, I heard there was a problem. I'm like, there's no problem here. Don't worry. And she goes, I'm coming in here. So we're all in the semicircle and she goes, okay, there's a problem. Everybody lift up your sleeves. So she starts at the left and think about it. I'm the last person on the right and somebody in the room has cut their wrists. Okay. She says, everybody lift up your sleeves. Can, can I pause you for a moment? I got, I got lost. All the way on the right and goes one by one and everybody else did it and nothing was there. 
So there's one person left. Now, what do you think? Do you think the last person had it? What do you think? Just by your by, by your estimation, what do you think? I'm standing there. Would you, if you were that cop, believe that person was the one then? Well, if there's only one left and you haven't seen anyone else. Well, yeah. Okay. So you are more intelligent than that cop. Can, can I pause you? Because I got lost somehow. In the report, someone called like within your quad saying someone cut someone. How does the cop know someone cut someone? Because the girls ran to the RAs. They went to the RAs, you know, the residents. And then the RA called in and said, someone slicing themselves. Outside the door, there's a bunch of people, but whatever. Got you. Okay. I missed that. I apologize. I'm last. I'm the last person. And I just go, yeah. She goes, let's let's, go, yeah. Um, Let me show you in my room. Let me just show you in my room. Because that's a really embarrassing thing to do. Like, that's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. So I turned around to walk in my room because it's right there, one step away. She grabs the hood of my sweatshirt and slams me on the floor. Damn, because you were trying to escape. Non-compliant. Not really. I was going into my bedroom. Like, I'm just there's kidding. no way there's I'm no just, other exit. I'm just being a dumbass. I'm just completely I'm just being a dumbass. So I'm crawling <laughs> on the floor. She keeps coming after me. I'm trying to go under a chair, under my desk. You know, I have an older brother. I know how to wrestle. Like, you don't go on your on your back because then you get pinned, so you stay on your stomach. And then all of a sudden, I can't move. She's got her knee on my neck. And then she puts the pepper spray right in front of my face and says, if you move a muscle, you're getting sprayed. And I was like, okay. And then she goes, put your hands behind your back. I go, you told me not to move a muscle. And she goes, put your hands behind your back or you're going to get pepper sprayed. I'm like, okay. So then I'm handcuffed. Me, handcuffed. With a cut wrist. Stands up. And she keeps saying, lift up your sleeve. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And she's moving me all the floor, pushing me, blah, blah, blah. But apparently, I don't remember the entire thing. But they said I was flipping all over the place, doing somersaults all over the place. Because I know at one point she was like, I got you now. And I go, you want to see something? And I pulled the gymnastics move and got right out of her grip. Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I like did this so well. But then all this, I'm backed into the corner and I'm on the floor. And then I kicked my legs out as hard as I can. And that's how I kicked the cop in the face. Dude, you kicked her in the face while handcuffed? Yeah. So (sighs) she goes, I don't care if it's you or not, but you're coming with me. I go, all right, fine. Well, oh, but the only, uh, but I kept yelling the whole time was like, you got me. You got me. And I kept yelling, are you aware of process of elimination? Like, do you know process of elimination? Like, where, where's your process? Like, this woman is so dumb. Like, how dumb can you be? You checked everybody else, and the one person who's refusing to do it won't show you. Process of elimination proves which one it was. She didn't have to fight me at all. It was obvious. Yet she chose to throw me on the floor. Um. God, I, I'm, She's an idiot. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of curious. How, why are you, or why did they tell you you were being, I guess initially you're not getting arrested for cutting yourself, right? They're just like, it's more like a safety call to see if you need like medical attention. It was a crisis attention. call. It was a crisis right? call. So then because I guess from their point of view, because you then tried to escape, flee, however they want to word it, then it gets escalated, which then gets you handcuffed. And then you Jackie Chenner and the chin, the nose, which takes it next level. Well, on a crisis call, you're not responsible for anything you do. 
as the person who's in crisis? Yeah. Stop. Swear to God. Like, is that a state law or federal? Do you know? <laughs> I think it's federal. Oh my gosh. And did you know that prior or you learned that afterwards where they were like, hey man, you should have just got like three kicks in because you're- you Oh had... no, I learned it afterwards. Gotcha. Wow. Dude, that, to me that goes to the police training that everyone's been hearing about and um, the ability to de-escalate and understand context for cops, which seems to be kind of hard. Like you would think if you're going somewhere and someone cut themselves, that's a person in need of help, right? Yeah. God. I just can't understand the, the, the lack of process of elimination. Well, can she not do anything unless she sees it? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe she has to get a visual in order to move on with whatever her process is of taking you in to get help. No? Maybe. I don't know. I had a disciplinary meeting about it and she's on the phone and she said in all my crisis training i never experienced something like this no shit bitch what the fuck did you do you're an idiot and you would have been fine if you just wanted some privacy to show her so that you were less embarrassed yes all i wanted was to not show everybody in the room how to go back for a minute how was it discovered that you had cut yourself uh, somebody must have seen. I don't remember. I was very drunk. Gotcha. And do you remember why you were cutting yourself? I, I, I think I was like having a panic attack about something, about like being caught drinking in the dorms. I don't really know. I was freaking out about something. Okay. I don't remember the full situation. Gotcha. Gotcha. Like my, my intention was not death. I think it was just freak out. Right. Yeah. Had you, had you cut before? Yeah. So, and again, you can talk to me more about this. I, I have not. I've just read, had a couple of professional developments. Everything I've read about cutters is when they're really struggling to, and I'm not calling you a cutter, but I guess cutters in general. They, they do that to gain some sort of control over a situation that they feel is spiraling out of control. Is that a little bit of the motivation for you to do that kind of thing? Or am I way off? Um, I mean, it was such a long time ago, but it was always like out of anger, out of frustration, you know, and I'm schizophrenic. So I would hear a voice and was like, you deserve pain. You deserve this. You did something wrong. You make everybody hate you. You're so dumb. Holy like shit. hurt yourself. And did it happen often for you at that young age, huh? Like 18, that's, oh my God. Um, I think it was really only, only bad for a couple of months, for like a few months, a year, maybe. I don't know. Was Not it, too bad. And the other thing that I had read was the sanitary components of it when you cut, not making sure it, not getting too deep, not making sure it gets infected, trying to hide it, picking different parts of your body meant different things of your awareness of it and the repercussions. And I'm 
curious, did you, was there like a, was there, fuck man, like not, not a go-to spot. Was there, did different things make you want to cut different places? Like were there different releases? Like if you went inner thigh because you thought no one would see, you went wrist when it was like, I'm just really fucking angry. Were there different emotions associated with different places to cut? Or is that just a stupid ass question and you'll punch me when you see me? I mean, the most satisfaction would be the wrist, but everybody sees that. Plus, that's super deadly. That's almost why it's like, because if you really get it, then you're really going to die. Right. But everybody see it, so you don't want to do it unless you're going absolutely insane. Just only in, only like during really, really crazy, crazy, crazy moments. So when you're doing this, you're aware enough in the moment to be like, I can't go wrist because that's like an end all. That's a. Yeah. God. Do you, what was, what was it like the first time you cut? Or what was going on, I guess is the better way. To I don't know. I, I think, I think I was just frustrated and I didn't know what to do. Do you remember why it came to your mind to cut? I think I saw somebody else did it and I thought, Oh, that's something I can do. Let me try that. And did you get the result, the relief that you were looking for in the moment? Mm hmm. And is that, I guess that's why then you just say, all right, let me get this again, huh? Or let me try this again to get the relief that I need. Yeah. Almost like a, like a drug habit. Yeah. Right. I, um, that's what, that's what I've, I've tried to explain that to people that it is like a drug habit, but you would never get treated like that if it was a drug, you know, uh, you would be like locked up in a psych ward. Yeah. Which you is, you know, but really it's like, no, it's almost an addiction, man. From again, what I've read, I've uh, read yeah. a couple different books and I just finished, um, dope sick by Beth Macy about the heroin opioid epidemics in Roanoke or around the Roanoke area in Virginia. And um, when you spoke about cutting, that's, it, it triggered the similarities in the book because the students that I've had in my experience that have cut the research that I've read, it is very similar to addicts where they look for that relief and that control. But I think the difference is the addicts become like numb and almost float away. And again, I could be completely wrong, but from what I understand, when people are cutting, they feel like they are empowered over their problems. It's the way to defeat the problem where the addicts are just trying to escape the problem. Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. Does that it's a way of fighting it. You're fighting the problem. Exactly. You're, you're like, fuck you problem. I'm in control where the addict is like, problem you beat me i just want to avoid it i just don't want to think about it where you are like this is the way i win or i shouldn't say you that some cutters feel this is the way i can then win i'm in control the problem is not beating me it's almost like you're just fucking super stubborn <laughs> and you're like this thing ain't better than me i can kick its ass kind of kind of, sometimes 
sometimes. Yeah, it can be. There, I guess there's well, there's different Do you remember the sensation and why you went back to it? I don't know. I thought it felt good. I thought I deserved it. Like I thought I just des- I deserved to hurt myself, and I thought it felt good when I did it. Almost like a penance thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Dude, you are so right about people who cut. You would look at that and say, "Lock them up, psych ward kind of shit," and it's not mm-hmm. that. Like, like that. That would almost be the worst thing. Like, you're adding to the guilt and the stigma that goes along with it. Just like, mm-hmm. just like the opioid addiction. No, you need to embrace them and empower them and help them with coping skills for sure. Exactly, you have to learn a, another coping skill. That's what. That's exactly what you have to do. Just refocus. Yeah, the, that energy. The- right yeah it's, it's yeah, all you dude. gotta do yeah 100 percent, man that's um yeah i wish I, don't know, I wish more money was spent better from the government to get supports like that for people who need it what um did anything in particular get you to stop The last time I did it was pretty bad, so I just said I would never do it again. I made a promise. Was the cop incident the last time? <laughs> no. Oh shit. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be laughing about it. Um, and if again, if I mean, I, I really don't mean to offend. But what made the last time so bad that it was like a rock bottom moment for you? I couldn't really hide the scars so well. So everybody knew. Can I, I'm, oh, I've always been curious and I haven't been able to ask. Why is it so important for cutters to typically hide scars? Mm, I don't know. Or I mean, maybe for you, I shouldn't ask you to generalize like you're a, like you're um, an expert on it. Why was it important for you that people didn't know you were cutting? Because it's embarrassing. People think there's something wrong with you. It's like a sign that you're crazy. And did you, were you diagnosed with the bipolar? Because you had said 18, college, so I'm trying to put that. Were you cutting while bipolar or were you cutting before the diagnosis or I get like the relation between the two? I don't know. Just cause it was the diagnosis doesn't mean I didn't already have it or, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I was curious if like hearing like, fuck man, I'm bipolar takes you to a place where you're angry, ashamed. And you're like, I got to cut or you were cutting prior to the diagnosis because you're like almost just wondering like, why the fuck do I feel this way, man? And you're just reaching for straws trying to figure out. And I was wondering if like being diagnosed bipolar, it's almost like would be a relief in helping to stop cutting because you're like, okay, now I have like a path. No, because those bipolar meds didn't work for me. Dude, I can't imagine the cocktails 
going on trying to figure out those levels. Mm-hmm. Takes a long time. But when you figure it out, it's good. How about you? I had no idea it would um get this serious this quick, Michelle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really didn't think that. I, I I thank you for sharing about it though, because I think it is it, it is something that I don't know I hadn't thought about in a while, kids cutting, but I do know that does still happen. People, I shouldn't just say kids, kids cutting. And it comes from that. I was super interested when you said you felt like you deserved, I guess you didn't say you felt like you deserved pain, but something like that. And I'm kind of curious why you were feeling that way. Well, that's what the, I was, I'm schizophrenic. That's what the voice was telling me to do. And I've Thanks to Michelle for coming on the Getting to Know You pod. Be sure to subscribe to the aforementioned Getting to Know You pod so you can catch her full episode, which will be out on Thursdays. Also, thanks to Thursdays, like it's plural. Nope, just one Thursday, the next one. <laughs> thanks to AndrePsyche.com for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Go to AndrePsyche.com for unique, thoughtful merchandise with a story that you're not going to find or hear anywhere else. And before you stop listening... Push the subscribe button on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or your preferred podcast platform you pushed play on. Love alliteration. Your support is very much appreciated. You can also friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or support us on our Patreon. Finally, if you or someone you know would like to expand your market and get word out about your brand or product, consider partnering with the Getting to Know You pod. Our rates are extremely reasonable, and we are just starting up. So much like all of our guests who have helped us to accumulate, I think we're on the way to 4,300 downloads at this point, we would appreciate you believing in what we're doing here and supporting it. You can message us through any of our social media platforms. Later. <laughs>